welcome to Telling the Tale. It's the podcast where we go through every single Telltale video game. I'm your host, Mitchell Farley-Wolf, and I'm joined, as per always, by Dustin Cornelius Jackson. How's it going, Dustin? It's going dandy. I just took a big gulp of water. Yeah? I don't believe you. You want to hear? Yep. I'll do a big gulp right on, on the podcast. Do it right now. <laughs> was that it wasn't as loud as like I was prepping for, but it was <laughs> it was definitely deep enough. It was visceral. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this week we're going to be talking about Minecraft Story Mode Season Two, Episode Five, Above and Beyond, released on December nineteenth, two thousand seventeen. Directed by Mark Drost, designed by Stephen McManus, Matt Almer, Andrew Baker, Mandy Beninav. Michael McCormick, and Juan Vaca, and written by Adam Miller, Meredith Ainsworth, Doug Leiblick, and Nicole Martinez. We're getting back to the uh, really long credits. I guess it makes sense for the last episode of the season. Does it? Like, I would I would have assumed that at least the number of people it takes to make an episode would stay re- relatively constant episode to episode. Right, I don't know. Maybe people wanted to get their thumbs in that pie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's typically how game dev works. The the <laughs> boss comes around with a big pie and says, anyone who gets your thumb in this pie gets to work on the last episode. And they said, oh, thank you. I wanted to do more. Here's my big thumb. <laughs> uh, Dustin, this was Hello? the final episode of Minecraft Story Mode. Ever. Ever, yeah. In a way that is pretty definitive. Yeah. Um, what did you think of it? I thought it ended in a fairly cool place. And I, I, I have here on my notes, my very last note is actually pretty emotional about this ending. Uh, I think Minecraft story mode is a silly place for silly people. and like more than anything else it's a silly place right and uh the the fact that they got here at the end over a 13 episode arc uh a three arc story with which they spent those episodes and here at the end of the third arc of minecraft story mode it actually became something like this is kind of incredible right right no i agree yeah um yeah i like i don't think it's the best ending to a telltale series we've gotten no Um, no i mean i think of tales from the borderlands i think of like all three finales to walking dead um that we've played so far well Mm. the the main seasons at least um probably probably not michonne even though michonne was still strong yeah um I, like, I would put them above this in terms of, like, delivering a very concise and powerful and punchy ending. But, um, like, this had me feeling a kind of similar way to when, uh, like, a well-made sitcom ends. And these characters who have become friends over the course of um, six, seven years, just watching them on TV over the course of, like, over a hundred episodes or something... Um, all go their separate ways. This feels like that. Yeah. Um, which is weird for, for like a Telltale game that doesn't 
feel like the thing the kind of thing that happens uh even in sam and max which i think is the the time where it kind of got closest to that over the course of 16 episodes Mm -hmm. um i like sam and max's story in world more than this but like it doesn't really do that it's focused on other things um it this is just a cozy place now Uh, yeah i totally get what you mean yeah, you, you'd want to cuddle up in it were it not for the fact that every single object in the world has a hard right edge, so it would not be good to cuddle <laughs> on. But It would not be very comfy. No, it would not. Well, I think part of the reason of that is Sam and Max, if Sam and Max doesn't ever get another Telltale game again, it's not like you're never going to get more Sam and Max adventures. But Minecraft yeah. is just so not Minecraft story mode. This is it for Minecraft story mode, I believe. I mean, it's possible. I don't want to say it's impossible someone could come along and say, no, we have the license now. We're going to continue from here. But I don't think that's very likely, considering they haven't even put the first two seasons back up to buy yet. Yeah, after Minecraft story mode, there also came Minecraft Dungeons and Minecraft Legends, which are two other Minecraft spinoff games of their own uh, with like, other not base minecraft game mechanics mm-hmm. and, and both of them are much closer in tone and spirit to actual minecraft than this is yeah like, i haven't gonna... played them but i that's basically the gist i got i played dungeons a little bit was it um, fun yeah it's pretty fun good it, it was glad. it was fun enough yeah I, like it was um for it, it it seemed like um like do you know the gameplay style of it it's it's a diablo like right it's yeah. a, like a top down kind of dungeon crawler mm-hmm. and it does make me wonder like where's this where's this going and <laughs> and then it kind of doesn't go uh but it's <laughs> uh it's fun enough yeah it's it's neat have not played legends i kind of don't understand what sort of game that is legends. uh yeah, I know I've seen it, but I couldn't tell you what it is. Yeah, maybe <laughs> we're getting into complete speculationary. Maybe it's a tower defense. I, yeah. I posit maybe it is a Muso game. Or like a dating simulator. Yeah, maybe it's a dating simulator. Uh, maybe it's like hmm. a dating stimulator. <laughs> wouldn't wouldn't that be just too nutty? Too Too crazy. Uh, yeah, I wonder if there's anything in those two games at all that reference anything in Minecraft story mode. Yeah, because I kind of think about how, like, uh, Reese from uh, Tales from the Borderlands, he went on to become, like, a big character that they ruined in uh, Borderlands. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it, it turns out that they apparently completely ruined Reese's character. Uh, either in Borderlands 3, which we know he's in, but I don't know what his character is in that game, or yeah. at least in New Tales from the Borderlands, which he's definitely in and sucks within. Yeah, uh, that bums yeah. me out. Yeah, I mean, there, there's so many games out there that feel like they're part of a series, but like you don't need to engage with them <laughs> in that way. Right. You can, and I'm not even saying, like, they're bad if you do, Um, but, like, Final Fantasy VII has this whole collection of related games to it now, 
uh, remakes and sequels and, and movie spinoffs and prequels and spin other things. Um, but you could also just play Final Fantasy VII, and you have you have everything that like yeah. made it to mainstream culture. Mm-hmm. Um, you can just ignore all the rest of it. Yeah, I guess Borderlands is pretty different because Tales from the Borderlands is not the um, the game that actually impacted the public the most. But I I still think you you could just play Tales from the Borderlands and have a um, a great time. Yeah, it's pretty divorced from the rest of the series, except for stuff like Handsome Jack. But even then, you know, I never played a Borderlands before it, and I was totally fine. Yeah, even with ha- uh, with Handsome Jack, that's like one of those things. Um, like if you watch the first Star Wars movie, there's a lot that they introduce. Like, oh, you know, the Jedi they fought in the Clone Wars. Uh, this is Darth Vader. He works for the uh, the Emperor. And you don't see any of that stuff, but they just kind of introduce those concepts and move past them. Yeah, um, just something for you to latch onto and say, okay, this is how it is. Got it. Yeah, Handsome Jack and Tales from the Borderlands could just be that. Like, um, the idea that this character always was only going to be presented as a hologram in Reese's mind is not true. But, like, you could you could experience the game that way and it would be fine. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, I think that if you don't know what Minecraft is, <laughs> and then you play Minecraft Story <laughs> Mode, you'll at least be pretty confused. Yeah. Like, well, the good thing about that is Minecraft's, uh, it, it's pretty easy to grasp. So even if you haven't played Minecraft, if you at least yeah. know a little bit about it, you can uh, get the gist pretty easily. Yeah, and it's, it's ubiquitous at this point where, like... Um, you see some Minecraft characters like punch a tree until it turns into wood. And then you arrange the wood into a order on a box and then it makes another thing. And if you see a GIF of that, you, you like, you get it enough. And most of the whole game is just extrapolated. Well, if this happens, what about this thing? And like it, you get it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so all of that to say the fact that 13 episodes came out of that concept and produced a pretty lovable cast of characters by the end where i was really caring about what jesse did next outstanding right yeah no i totally agree i mean i was talking to you about it last week when we first started minecraft story mode i never would have guessed like i was not that excited to play it even by the end of season one i was like "Eh, yeah it was okay it got better but now I'm like, yeah, I, I am going to miss these characters in this world. Yeah, that first arc of the story just did not did not hit with us in a way that uh, either of the subsequent two arcs did. Yeah. Because um, the second arc was just kind of a, a bunch of silly one-offs that were fun and endeared us to the characters. So in the third arc, season two, when they came back to a slightly more serious thing and... Uh, we're trying to do something epic again. All of a sudden, we have this deeper attachment to the silly characters, and uh, we actually want to see it through. And you can take characters in, in more interesting directions that way. And uh, what they did with the character of Romeo throughout this season is, I guess, not that unique, really. Um, but it it works. It's just yeah. a solid 
like fantasy D and D kind of story for that you you imagine you might have uh, your friends go through a campaign with you. Uh, like I, I was thinking about this, uh, the story of this season as like, what if we did this campaign with our D and D group, Dustin? Uh, uh-huh. Which is like I was DMing and Dustin was there and uh, like we had four other players. What if we did this season with the admin? I feel like it's really within our like what kind of things we do with D and D. Yeah, totally. I totally agree. I mean, going to I, all of these are kind of standard adventure story tropes, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, I I feel like it being done in Minecraft does kind of help give it a little uniqueness. Like uh, like last week going to the the town under the bedrock. Uh, yeah. Or even this week, just. The fact that it's in Minecraft at least gives it a different sort of spin on it, which is, uh, I think it still makes it worth playing and enjoying. Yeah, like the way they build those mechanical things into storytelling, it was it was my favorite thing back when we had just finished Arc 1, and mm-hmm. it's like still remained my favorite thing. Uh, like Bedrock is where you're supposed to not be able to dig further, it's the bottom of the world. Uh, so they don't just need to infinitely render downward forever. Right. So when there's a town that's under the bedrock and it's revealed like the world you've been on is the uh, administrator's second attempt, they just like set up a layer of bedrock in the sky and then built up from there. Uh, that rings kind of scary. And then Romeo in this episode decides like, yeah, and I'm going to do it again. And starts layering a a, a third layer of bedrock above the sky of their world. Mm -hmm. And uh, like that, that starts to make these uh, stakes, which never really felt that strong. You know, like you're going to win the day. You're going to beat Romeo. It's going to be fine. Um, (laughs) Right. But like that use of that mechanic I think makes a familiarness to uh, w- within the player of like, oh, how wrong this could go, mm-hmm. and that that's pretty uh, it's pretty clever. It's it's a good use of that mechanic. I would not have thought of doing it. I think I would have um, just accepted the reality of the world that there's nothing under the bedrock, and then like just built the world that way. Yeah, and I would have just not done it. I would say, I haven't played Minecraft that much. I'm not going to do a story mode for it. <laughs> I just don't seem like the guy for that. <laughs> <laughs> you you made a bad call coming to me, I think. Hey, you can always come to me. <laughs> and I'll do a bad job for you. <laughs> you heard it, everybody. Yeah, I will let you feel bad you chose me. <laughs> you'll I, you'll I have to live with your you consequences. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I tried telling you I wasn't the guy, but you said do it anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, so like I was actually really excited to play this episode. I played it early. Um, I played it maybe two days after we recorded our last episode. Mm-hmm. So I, I was jumping. I was jumping at it. I, I wanted was running to play around it. everywhere. I was uh, I was so excited. <laughs> you were clapping your hands and feet together like a little baby on Christmas Day. I was screaming around, just screaming obscenities <laughs> at anyone who would listen. Moving your head all around. Yeah. Yeah, no, I was hurting my neck with my excitement. And, <laughs> um, yeah, like, it, it just feels like a nice, 
I, I guess we're kind of circling around saying the same thing multiple times in different ways, but it feels like a nice capper on what really became uh, a very charming installment in Telltale's history. And especially knowing the fact that like the first season of Minecraft Story Mode sold very well, and then the second season of Minecraft Story Mode was one of the things that led to the company's demise. Um, that's a bummer, right? Like That is a bummer. That most people played the beginning of this thing and not the end. Mm-hmm. They yeah. didn't play it when it got good. Yeah, that's... That's really sad, actually. Mm-hmm. I guess that's why we do this podcast. Yeah, I'm glad we are. I'm glad we are going through all these. I never would have played Minecraft Story Mode Season 2, let alone... I wouldn't have done even Season 1 if it weren't for this podcast. I'm glad I did. Yeah, what other modes could Minecraft have? Um, Like a kart racing mode. Oh, Minecraft racing mode? We could... Yeah. Hmm... Yeah, yeah. They're I mean, in, like, the minecarts. <laughs> yeah, and they just go the speed they go on the tracks. <laughs> yeah, there's no winning. If you're in first, you win. Yeah. <laughs> you just <laughs> you just stay in first. <laughs> and in uh, first, yet again, is Jesse. Yeah, you could do, you could do a, a racing game. Yeah, I, I think maybe you build a car. It's nuts and bolts, actually. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's just nuts, nuts and, and bolts. bolts. Minecraft car maker game race. Yeah, because um, nuts and bolts came out a year before Minecraft. Isn't so that crazy? There, to think there is about? some uh, a little bit of design crossover there. Mm-hmm. They're like bring blocks. it, bring it all the way around, bring it back. Yeah, you know what? I feel like that would actually work. They're owned by the same people, so they they just could do it. They could make Minecraft nuts and bolts. They they would not have to ask around for the rights. They and you know what? It would land it. a lot better than it did in Banjo-Kazooie, too. I think the world is ready for more experimental games in general. And, yeah, I don't think there's any kind of expectation of, oh, the Minecraft spinoff they did next should have been this other thing. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Um, okay. We've been talking about the episode, but do you want to talk about the episode? I'd love to talk about the episode instead of talking about the episode. Yeah. I have a feeling that other languages on Earth could have said that sentence better than English. (laughs) (laughs) Aliens probably could have said that different better. Yeah, because I feel like I I actually did as good of a job (laughs) as English let me do. Um, But we just, we use the word about in numerous different ways yeah i thought it was good (laughs) (laughs) um okay yeah you liked the episode i liked it yeah i feel i didn't like it as much as last week's but i feel like last week's kind of raised the bar pretty high for minecraft story mode and this one was still good but you know because you have to take out romeo it's just focused more on the like intent situations the uh getting to the top of the tower uh putting a stop to them you're not gonna get stuff like uh well i mean you kind of get some little sentimental moments with like uh the ending or talking with romeo but um you know i just really like that scene with petra in the last episode and that's just not what this episode's focused on but what this episode is focused on i did enjoy yeah there was um there was a thing that kind of surprised me throughout this episode with Ooh. Um, the use of Fred 
So uh, listeners remember Fred was one of the admins, the, the third admin, the only one who's no longer alive because Romeo killed him. And that was like mm-hmm. the first uh, major power play from Romeo against his friends and against the rest of the world to become the only admin. Right. Um, yeah. So Romeo killed Fred and Zara saw it. And that was like what spun off Zara to being in such a bad mood around him and, and, and hating him. Um, That'll do it. I think. It, yeah, it will do it. Um, I, I kind of thought in the back of my head that like it, all of the elements for a classic, uh, Shakespearean misunderstanding were in place f- for uh, Romeo to not mean to kill Fred or to not actually kill Fred and something else happened uh, but Zara saw it in a way that made her think he just like unleashed it Fred uh, mm-hmm. and then like that started this cascade of misunderstandings until they uh, were enemies but uh, they did not do that Romeo did, in fact, just kill Fred. And there's a there's a fight with Romeo at the end of the episode where uh, they're, like, going to different locations you've seen throughout, uh, throughout all the previous episodes. And at one point, uh, like, Romeo is... Uh, Romeo sees Fred again during this time. Mm-hmm. I, I think, like, the, holo- the, the hologram of him. And he freaks out and he's like, no, not him. I don't want to see him. I don't want to see him. He's like shaken. He's, he's yeah. really falling apart. And it, it was at that point I realized, oh, they're not, they're not going to do a switch him up on this. Romeo just killed Fred and he can't even handle it. And that, that became a much, I think that is like a, a very mature and responsible way to take that story of like, no, some people are like this and they, you can't. Like, if you find that kind of behavior, i.e. murder, intolerable, um, <laughs> then you he can't be redeemed. Yeah. Uh, you can choose to f- uh, not forgive, but, like, give him a, a less severe punishment than, like, death or whatever. You can choose to do that. But really, can he be redeemed? Like, probably not. That's, uh, he's he killed his his good friend and one of the admins of the world and a number of other people just in the um in, in the attempt to be friends with people yeah yeah um, i i feel like a lot of other uh stories especially uh i don't i don't want to call it like games for kids because anyone can play this game but uh you know a game accessible to a younger audience they would do Exactly what you said. It's like, oh, it was just uh, misunderstandings. He didn't really kill Fred. Oh, it's fine. But I do think it is cool that they just said, no, this guy did kill this guy, and he does feel bad about it. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm just glad they didn't go down that easy route of, oh, no, everyone's fine. It's really not just games for kids. Like, Shakespeare did that a few times. Right, a- right. Across his his, uh, his plays. There's a lot of, um, like, like Romeo and Juliet is the classic end misunderstanding switch em up of, uh, I mean, well, in that case, it's, it's the misunderstanding for tragic reasons where, uh, Romeo thinks Juliet dies, so he kills himself, and then Juliet wakes up and sees Romeo die, 
uh so she kills herself and, and then they do that what <laughs> if they just went back like 30 times and uh <laughs> romeo wakes back up I'm like oh no <laughs> oh shit oh no oh, i better do oh, this shit. again oh, no. <laughs> as soon as one one passes out yeah. the other wakes up and they're like oh man um yeah but the idea of like a, a character that you think is the bad guy is only seen as the bad guy because there was mis- a misunderstanding about that that's yeah. that's super classic you could, you could do it all over the point place but like if you are making the point about um abusive friendships that i th- like i think that's the um sort of circular core of mm-hmm. this season story like it's about um overbearing friendships and asking too much of your friends and uh what that's like right what what the impact of that is and uh, i gotta say i feel like it don't get more abusive than killing them yeah it's it's the most like you sh- you show romeo in this light so that you can um admire the relationship between jesse and petra or jesse and lucas or jesse and radar or jesse and axel and olivia a right. little bit uh deeper because like that's who it's actually about but um the romeo super aggressive overbearing friendships between himself and fred or then himself and zara or then himself and uh jesse are like they're turned up to 11 so you can understand the concept a little bit better for when it comes to a more uh subtle thing and it, I, I think it's done quite well yeah totally um yeah here maybe we should summarize the the plot i to a degree um good thinking mitchell i like that that's what i like about you 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 come back from the the underneath underneath the bedrock and you Uh you you land in beacon town um and everything's just very um like nazi germany pictures of hitler everywhere except instead of hitler it's pictures of jesse because romeo has taken jesse's face and vibe and uh made people think it's him they're Uh, setting up like jesse con yeah and romeo is is uh ruling the town with an iron fist and he's doing it with a lot of fear uh there's this there was this one aside that was like maybe a lot too much yeah i i I know that's like one of my first notes (laughs) (laughs) i i i i'm hesitant to say it's actually too much because like it, it's impactful it makes a good point but like, um there's a in the first episode of this season you walk by this like pig farmer uh who's just like displaying his pigs for like a like a county fair or something uh-huh uh and he's it, like saying he he asked jesse like which one's your favorite which one gets the blue ribbon and you get to you get to pick one, and then in this episode, for whatever reason, Romeo as Jesse has come to the farmer and forced him to kill the pigs uh, and sell the pork. <laughs> and you go there as actual Jesse after that, and the farmer just goes, "I did what you said, Jesse. Would you like a bite of squeakums, or maybe?" A- <laughs> He's just breaking down about the fact that he had to kill his three best friends, these pigs. Um, and <laughs> he wants Jesse to eat them. <laughs> that That is a lot. It's, it's quite distressing. It's <laughs> really a lot. 
Yeah, Jesus. And and it so you see him kill the pig. Well, you don't actually see him kill the pigs. He like cuts away right before he's about to. Oh, man, it just leaves it to your imagination. Yeah, well, we got some <laughs> we got that information that Eric Sturpey, uh who was uh one of the leaders of this game in season 1 did not like the choice that some of the other uh writers went with with uh, killing off Reuben. Uh-huh. And he's not involved here. He was not one of the names that I read off. <laughs> We're going to kill more pigs this time. Yeah, there <laughs> someone there, there may be adam miller for example or meredith ainsworth who thinks it's way funny to, to just keep, <laughs> keep killing friendly pigs who have been named and loved <laughs> yeah if they got a season three they would just have like a bunch of pigs going into a grinder yeah and i think this is way more distressing than reuben's death ever was because reuben was like a team member who sacrificed himself more or less to uh like fight off the evil that's a heroic death. Yeah, this, this is, is needless. Being told. This is yeah. This is being told to murder your friends, the pigs. Yeah, and if you, uh, <laughs> uh, if if you talk to the uh, the the pig farmer later as as regular Jesse, and he asks you which one you want to eat, and you have to pick a name, um, <laughs> I didn't want to do that because I was so <laughs> I was so upset by it. So I let the timer go off. And the farmer goes, uh, are you telling me you changed your mind? <laughs> <laughs> a little late for that. <laughs> what a bummer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Anyway. I just told him, you know what? Maybe you can, like, farm carrots or something. You After he killed the pigs already? Yeah. I don't think that fixes anything. <laughs> no, well, what else? I don't think anything's going to bring those pigs back. Yeah, you know, out of all the magic that you can do in Minecraft, there's got to be some sort of pork revitalization spell somewhere. <laughs> they got to get on that next. Yeah, I wonder if if Minecraft Story Mode ever comes back, scene one of season three, episode one, needs to be like, you're coming out of yet another dungeon. With a scroll, and it's just to bring Reuben back to life. Like, I would... <laughs> at this point, it, it would be weird to me if they don't prioritize that. <laughs> this will bring back all those kids... Or, not kids, pigs. <laughs> those those weird... <laughs> those weird fat kids. <laughs> <laughs> with their pig-like faces. Yeah, they're so pig-like in so many ways that you would really not believe they're just pigs. Man, that um, would make it worse when you gotta pick them by name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, their names are like Kevin. Johnny. Johnny Porkfingers. Yeah, I don't know. Uh I I You had to come up with a name like that. Do would we have would we have X'd that down in the writer's room or is that just too funny? I think that might have been a little step step it's too a far. Lot. Yeah. How do we how do we uh how do we massage that a little bit without getting rid of it? Because I, I don't want to get rid of that. It, it I, Like, if, if someone pitched that to me, I'd be like, whoa, uh, I don't know what we do with it. Uh, you bet that's going in the episode. It's going in the episode, but, like, why are you the way that you are? <laughs> <laughs> what made you come to that decision? 
I I <laughs> I recently pitched something to my team that everyone was like, "Dude, what?" And I was like, "Oh, are we not okay?" <laughs> Sorry, I misread the room. Yeah, I I mean that is that's basically what I said. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were all on the same page. I I thought it would be funny. You think <laughs> that's sad to you? Okay. Oops. <laughs> Guess I couldn't have been more wrong. Good. Yeah, that's uh that is on me. <laughs> um yeah yeah um so it's hard, so, to, uh, hard to know where to go after that right well what we were in the middle of talking about was beacon cities being um turned into like a fascist dictatorship yeah. um but as bad as beacon city is it's not quite as bad as champion city who we see <laughs> we see <laughs> romeo completely explode from a distance in order to make his point known to um uh stella just on the grounds that stella might at some point betray him even though she's done nothing to do it yet yeah as far as he knows she's nothing but loyal but he decided "Eh, i'm gonna do it anyway yeah and i think between between killing fred between endangering beacon town between actually committing the most famous terrorist act of all time on champion city and the pig thing um we we can't like romeo <laughs> like the, the game has given us enough material that romeo has become uh we we all don't like him yeah he's not very cool i i sometimes i think about ocarina of time which is a game i really like but um the bad guy in ocarina of time is ganondorf uh-huh and ganondorf uh does some things that are like outwardly evil like try to take over hyrule but but like i i kind of think that as a storytelling game ocarina of time forgets sometimes to tell you why ganondorf is evil it's like the game says, like, hey, this person is trying to take over. Um, you want to stop him, right? This guy sucks. I'm like, well, wait, I forgot. I didn't. <laughs> In what way does he suck? Yeah, and there's like, they, they kind of have gone back to the story of Ocarina of Time via, like, making Wind Waker a sequel to it, making Twilight Princess a sequel to it, and uh, other um, adaptations like the manga and stuff that explain like oh the reason the re-deads are all on hyrule is because ganondorf did that um or uh the the reason the zora have frozen over is because ganondorf did that but in ocarina of time um i guess some of that stuff is implied but like the idea that ganondorf individually was responsible for that is not there uh so (laughs) i i I think a a, um that's that's thought of as one of the best games of all time by some people not really me but some people and uh, I like it like it for it to have this like I do think it's an issue of like oh man by the end of the game you're fighting Ganondorf and you're trying to like you pause the game and just think to yourself what bad stuff did he do <laughs> <laughs> um, like it, I for, I don't remember how evil he is uh, yeah. I feel like that's a little bit of a, a catch up with Romeo. I have not forgotten a single bad thing he's done. Like, yeah, remember the pigs? I remember the pigs. You know what? I think he, that is why you need to keep the pigs in in the game. <laughs> um, it's just such a 
easy to remember like oh this fucking guy <laughs> this guy is not very cool i think mm-hmm. yeah that is interesting um just doing a better job of like showing the motivations of uh your villain and why they should be stopped yeah cuz like usually in epics like that the villains are villains because they are trying to do or have done one specific thing mm-hmm. uh, like in Banjo-Kazooie which came out at around the same time as Ocarina of Time Grunty has one thing she's trying to do and it's bad yeah. so you don't need to think of like well what are all the things Grunty's done that are bad like even though there is kind of a trivia question about that um, it's it's more like just just remember this one thing she's doing and you want that to stop yeah um, you want to save your sister yeah and that's that's it uh with romeo it's kind of a a combination of those and more so like they're really they have not skimped on reasons to think romeo is evil good for them so what you're saying is minecraft story mode season two is better than ocarina of time and banjo kazooie yeah it's yeah uh combined even is i guess what i'm saying yeah i mean i think we're all in agreement (laughs) So, uh, you, you go around snooping around the town. You find out that Axel and Olivia have come back. I didn't expect that. I didn't either. I thought they were just, like, written out after the first episode. I, w- I was happy to see them, even though they haven't had, like, a huge presence in the story. Yeah, and, uh, like, with what they were doing with Petra as a character, it makes sense that Axel and Olivia wouldn't come back. Like, I thought the point there was people are like growing out of Petra's life and you see this as a as a bystander. Right. Uh, so like Axel and Olivia not being there would kind of thematically tie the end of the story together. But Axel and Olivia are here and they still kind of just don't have time <laughs> for Petra. <laughs> Which I guess also makes sense. It's saying, you know, they are still going to be friends. So I I'm I'm assuming that they would be there. But, you know, it's also Jesse also probably just could have made them come. He's like, yeah. hey, you guys are Jesse's, I mean, my friends. Get yeah. your asses over here. So I had a question for you, Dustin, and I don't know if um, may- maybe you had the same playthrough as me. I don't know okay. what was different. But did it seem to you like this game was surprising in how little it used lucas after teeing up to use lucas a lot yes because wasn't the last episode like setting up having lucas at the end too was he in the next time on like i know they did it a couple times yeah i think he was in like two of them yeah and then this he is here in this episode but he's not like a major player he's like always just kind of a supporting character off to the side yeah he helps you out but like um at the very end of the episode you go above that second layer of bedrock and um like lucas gets trapped right below it and he's like no no, you guys go on without me you're good and then he's just not there (laughs) yeah he doesn't come back until after the day is saved yeah i wonder if there's a way that like lucas comes with you if you play it differently but i kind of just don't think so um yeah it, it didn't feel like it to me but who knows yeah, like maybe because we both said in the end of uh, the fourth episode that we would be with Petra if she yeah. goes on an adventure. We're not staying behind in Beacon Town. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe if we said that, we would have Lucas instead of Petra. Um, 
I mean, that's that's kind of that is my my guess. But I I just don't think there's a lot of Lucas here. Yeah, no, I agree. I I, yeah. I have a feeling it just would have played out the same either way. Um, yeah, just because Lucas wasn't even in the last episode at all, was he? Um, again, just the the post credit. Yeah. So I yeah. I feel like it would be weird to then say to have that happen and say, oh well, that means Lucas is here with you. Yeah, but like think think back to uh, some slightly older Telltale stuff that we've already covered, like uh-huh. Walking Dead or Wolf Among Us. Changing what character comes with you at the end of the final battle is like a minimum ex- expectation. Um, right. And it, one of the things that people have criticized these later Telltale games for, and we're definitely in the later Telltale era, uh, there's less than a year after the release of this episode before the company shuts down. Too bad. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm just finding out about it today. <laughs> oh my god, when? Yeah. Um, but but yeah, one, one of the common complaints about it is that these games had become too uh, limitly linear and uh that kind of like goes against the whole choice aspect of these games right um but but like it's obviously way harder to account for all of those branches and they kind of in in certain instances kind of just stop accounting for those branches yeah yeah uh so that's a bummer i i think there's there's really only a um a couple ways the end of this episode can go. Um, it, it doesn't, not all of these games need to be about choice, but it is the thing you're doing in playing yeah, them. So it's it should still a use big choice. part. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, y- you find out that Jesse's putting on the Jesse show to celebrate Jesse day. And by Jesse, I mean, Romeo as Jesse. Um, so you can use this opportunity to get some fireworks, which let you use wings that let you climb to the top of this mountain, which again is 100% way too much work when you can just build stairs. Yeah, you you can <laughs> just do that. Yeah, and you build so but fast. Maybe they would have been more noticeable if they did it that way. Do like it on people... the opposite side of the building from the Jesse show. Yeah. I don't know. It, it's maybe it would make too much noise. Maybe someone would notice someone in the back going like, hey, what's that? Maybe it's just easier to be like, OK, I will fly up there and then the fireworks will uh, give me a boost and also kind of make it look more inconspicuous because uh, we got to sneak in there or else Romeo's really going to be on our ass. Yeah. Uh, so you do sneak in there. You're almost stopped by the ocelots, the new ocelots. Lucas has founded a group of... Uh... Uh, locals, some of which were from the original Ocelots, but uh, also Stampy Cat and Stacy Plays are in there now. <laughs> Nell is there. Nell is in the Ocelots, yeah. Did um, you get her in trouble? No, I don't think so. I got Nell in trouble. How'd you do it? So I go up to Nell and she's like, oh, Jesse, dude, hey, uh, I... I, I put up the new statue like you wanted you know i, I kind of like the old one but uh you know whatever and uh romeo as jesse i guess told her to make a new statue over the one you made in the first episode right i do remember this yeah and i told her 
uh, you know what? Because she liked the old one. I was like, you know what? Let's go back to the old one. That, that was cool. You're oh, right. you played that risky. I was like, yeah, I, pretend I wasn't here. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I got her in trouble because immediately after turning the statue back to normal, uh, the Romeo Jesse comes along and says, oh, what the fuck? What did I tell you about this statue? And then she is just like at a loss. She's like, uh, uh, but you just told me. And then he's like, to the dungeon with you. <laughs> uh, and I was just like, well, uh, yeah, whoops. you really messed that one up. <laughs> yeah. But how what happened with you? Because she it, it sounds like she joins the ocelots anyway. Yeah, I think so. Because um, I, I just t- tell her. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks Good for job. doing that. I guess I asked you to do that. Um, cool. Yeah. yeah, I did not care about that statue, <laughs> so. <laughs> I liked it. I liked the statue I made, but I feel like that, at the way I did it, at least feels like there was a reason for her to be there, because mm. when you get there and you're cornered by the ocelots, Lucas says, yeah, we freed everyone in the dungeon, and now they are uh, on our team here to stop you. I just assumed that Nell joined them beforehand. I don't I- know. I guess, but she was down there, and yeah. then she's up there. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, that's fine. Yeah, I think at this point, if I was one of the other YouTubers besides Stampy Cat and Stacy Plays uh, from that one episode in uh, season one, <laughs> I would start to get a little miffed. Like, oh, so if I wasn't killed off, I would just still be in these. <laughs> like i would definitely yeah. start getting a little upset about that <laughs> right yeah i um, like seeing them all though i like i was like oh all these old friends yeah i liked that they um i like that they are well, like they don't just bring back all the youtubers because it would be fair or fun or whatever they uh-huh. say like no no we have lore we have a canon so you're dead actually <laughs> sorry yeah, sorry about that. I respect it. I res- <laughs> I respect that move. Yeah, totally. Same. Uh, I like that those two are there. I like that Nell is there. It really did just endear me to this world and these characters by the end. Yeah. Um. So at, at a certain point, you, you go up through the tower. You have a conversation with Romeo. Uh, I was able to convince Romeo, uh, hey, man, you fucked up. You could have done this differently. And Romeo was, like, taking that in stride, actually. And he was like, you know what? I did. That's a good point. Um, all right. So next time I, I'll do it differently. And I'll bury this whole realm under the ground. And I'll just do it differently again. Um, felt felt like I fucked up that conversation, I guess. <laughs> but <laughs> that's probably just what happens. Well, that's interesting. Because for me, it did lead to that ending as well. But for me, it was more... Uh, I didn't tell him he did a bad job. He was just like, it sucks being you. This well, he sucks does say so... that to me too, yeah. Yeah, that's what happened to me. It was just like, I don't want to do this anymore. I hate it. Uh, all these people keep asking me to do things. And uh, I, I'm, I'm, I just don't want to do it anymore. So I'm going to... I'll do better next time. Um, before we move on, I want to I want to talk about the the show that Jesse... As, or Romeo Jesse was putting on. Okay. Because uh, it's the funniest thing in the world to me. Because, <laughs> like, theoretically, it should be propaganda 
just putting up the concept of Jesse as this fearless, um, incontrovertible leader. Uh And it is that, but like, it's not a play or a musical or something like that. (laughs) It, it just Romeo Jesse just gets on stage and goes, hello, look at me. (laughs) Maybe I'll (laughs) say some words. (laughs) I'll fly around a bit. Yeah. I'll, I'll sort of zigzag in the air to describe this as a show is a, a, a great generosity. <laughs> there's there's no plan for what he was doing once he got on stage. Everyone and, watch. Yeah, and like uh, Axel and Olivia, that's why he brought in Axel and Olivia, just to like be friends and to say he's friends with them. Uh-huh. Um, because he, that's the thing he wants, friendship. Yeah. So uh, like they're on stage, and at one point to distract him, Olivia goes... Wait, why don't we talk a bit more about how we're such good friends? And he loves that. <laughs> and it's just sort of talking, like, on stage. <laughs> At a certain point, if I was anyone in the audience, I'd think, like, now I know there's a tyrant making us watch this, but I maybe we go home. <laughs> <laughs> this show I don't think is great or very well thought it out. It just doesn't have legs. This show. <laughs> <laughs> How much longer can they keep talking this guy up? <laughs> yeah, I'm starting to not believe it. <laughs> uh, yeah, but then, so so uh, Romeo tries to bury the realm. You follow him into the terminal, which is this like. I, I guess it's a representation of the like the back end of Minecraft, mm-hmm. uh, where you can change some stuff. Like you can you can uh, do admin stuff. Right, and terminal space. This is where you uh, use the password hashtag potato four five one. Did you fuck it up? No, but I thought I would. <laughs> I did. I I got the wrong one. Yeah, so the 451 part uh corresponds to putting a, a stack of four blocks, five blocks and one block right next to each other. That's simple enough, I get it. If you ask for a potato to put a potato into a slot because you think that's what it is, um it gives you two potatoes, a poison potato and a regular potato. And Spoiler, I guess, hashtag potato451 indicates somehow, in a way I don't understand, a poison potato, not a regular potato. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, like, the regular potato, it just it just summons some parrots, right? Yeah, they say parrot protocol. Okay, that's, yeah, that's the password for parrot-related shenanigans. The thing <laughs> that actually turns off admin powers, which I feel like is very significant to be so closely related to something else is uh with a poison potato i don't understand how hashtag means poison um i don't know i guess it's just like oh this means like an off potato like there's a hashtag before this that means it's it's not just potato it's hashtag potato so that's like uh romeo's little clue is like it's no it's not just the potato you're thinking of wait but that's not what hashtag means anywhere that's right it's just like a little hint 
He doesn't want people to do it. He doesn't want people to shut down his admin powers. But it wasn't Romeo's password. It was Fred's. Oh, yeah, you're right. That's so right. Maybe he was just having fun. <laughs> no, I, I think there's something that I'm not understanding about hashtag. Because, like, hash browns are a potato <laughs> thing. Um, Like, be- because you don't use the hashtag anywhere else. It's not part of the password. So right. I think it's, it is somehow an indicator that it's a poison potato and not a regular potato yeah i Um, think it's just saying oh that means it's not just potato it's a something potato because there's no other way to do hashtag so that's just saying yeah oh it's poison potato obviously wait hang on hang on i don't Um, know i got the i got the logic of it i'm i'm looking up if there's uh, crafting stuff that you might be able to do with a potato. Uh-huh. Um, because, uh, like, like maybe the, the hashtag is the, um, oh my gosh. Oh my Did gosh. Did you find something? No. <laughs> cool. I, what I was going to think was, like, maybe the hashtag represents the crafting tabletop. Oh, um, and that would that would somehow give a a hint that it should be a poison potato. Um, yeah, you were just too clever about it. Yeah, it does not seem like it's that. Um, right. Nor would it really make sense to be that because that's like we've never had to have that much inside baseball knowledge of Minecraft um, to work. Well, it, I mean, it's fine either way because it's just two choices, and if you get the parrot option, you can just do the other one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I like the parrots. I like that they just let you do this fun little thing. Yeah, I, I, I don't know, man. Using the poison potato or the regular potato, it's got. I, I thought about giving this my choice cut because, like, it's <laughs> like, oh, it must be beyond me. But I, I'm giving myself a bit more credit. I in, think so. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm deciding to say, like, you know what? I actually, um should not be able to figure it out so i won't (laughs) (laughs) i don't know why that i don't know why hashtag means poison yeah it just kind of does yeah um but you do that and then you get into this boss fight with romeo which very cinematic uh yeah i think maybe the most cinematic action we've seen in a uh I feel like in, in any Telltale game since, like, Tales from the Borderlands, um, it's kind of like... I think so. Yeah, it's just very flashy. Even even uh, Batman, which has which is, like, a very action-heavy Telltale game, doesn't really do this. No, this was fun. I liked, uh... I, like, he's constantly going between all his different uh, disguises from the last few episodes. Um... You have that part in Fred's cabin. Uh, just cool. Just a cool uh, little action scene. Yeah, and like he has, uh, he kind of has persistent health throughout each of these uh, little fights with him. So uh, you just keep trying to use the fighting, like the actual fighting mechanic in this game, which, I, I mean, like it's still not a great combat system compared to a game that is actually focused on its combat system. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's enough to make it feel like oh this is a telltale game with an 
with an action boss fight, like an actual yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. Like, yeah. you're not going to get, like, barely any combat from other Telltale games. This one at least has this. Yeah, like, the it's closest thing neat. we normally get is something like in Salmon Max or Monkey Island, where the, like, the boss fight is kind of a timed puzzle thing. Yeah. Um, this is not that. This is different. Uh, this is this is much more like just an actual action game boss fight. You have to actually swing that little sword of yours. Yeah. Well, okay. It's not that small. <laughs> All um, right, wink. Yeah. So uh, you eventually punch uh, Romeo's admin power out of his face. Uh, yeah. Do we mention the gauntlet? We mentioned it gives you the gauntlet that Fred made to punch his powers out of him. Oh, yeah, yeah. You get the golden gauntlet from Fred uh, yeah. once you put in the potato password. <laughs> what a sentence. Yeah. Uh, yeah, golden gauntlet, potato password, golden brown mojo potatoes. You know, uh, it's, it's what you expect. Yeah, it's a man, it's a Minecraft game, you know. <laughs> uh, so by the end, like, the, the terminal space starts falling around, uh, fa- falling down around them because it was held up by Romeo's powers and he doesn't have any anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have an option to leave him there or take him. Do you take him or leave him? I took him. I just, you know, like this guy, he really does not deserve to be redeemed after all the shit he did. Yeah. But, and Jesse even says as much. He's like, look, this guy did awful things, but well, I could live with, yeah, you can live, leave him there. But, uh, Jesse, so I saved him and Jesse says, I forget who he says it to, but he says, Look, he sucks, but I couldn't live with myself if I just left him there to die. Um, and that's kind of how I felt. It, it was like this guy sucks, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, so I I took him as well. I had Jesse say something more along the lines of, uh, like he's wronged a lot of people, and I don't want to do that work. He should do it <laughs> uh, <laughs> to make things right again. I got other shit to do. Yeah, so, I, I mean, I feel like that's a bit of obfuscating Jesse's true feelings about it, but it's kind of true. Yeah, um, no, like, that, he, that makes He's got to do a lot of community service. Yeah, I ain't going to be fixing Champion City, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, do you think he has to put it back one block at a time? <laughs> <laughs> well, he should be able to, yeah, it might take him like two whole seconds to do that. <laughs> yeah well i was gonna say because he's he's lost his admin power but then i remembered how fast everyone can just build everything yeah he might so. need to mash that a button for a couple seconds that could take that's gonna wipe him out <laughs> he might have to do it in two sessions i right oh man <laughs> yeah no thank you um yeah so i i didn't leave him there I, the idea of leaving him there is interesting um just the fact that you can choose to do that. Like, in other Telltale games, you're able to do stuff like that. Like, I I always think back to uh, The Wolf Among Us being able to rip the crooked man's head off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, these Telltale games give you that option to be that kind of person. But it's interesting that they can, in a game more... Like, this, I don't want to say this is a children's Telltale game, but it's a Telltale it game is. actually made for... For, yeah, I guess it is. Yeah. But um, just the fact that a Telltale game for kids will give you the option to be like, no, he just has to die here. Sorry. I love the, I love the option to rip the crooked man's head off. <laughs> <laughs> it's so overkill. Yeah. I, I had forgotten about that until you brought that up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, yeah, so then at the very end of the episode, you have, um, and you've got like little meetings with everyone mm-hmm. saying, to wrapping up their storylines, uh, Ivor wants to go heal the rift between, uh, like the OG Order of the Stone. I like that since that was never like a thing ever brought up. That was just something Ivor wanted to do. Yeah, like that was, there was no talk of Gabriel in the whole episode or the whole season. Until mm-hmm. in this episode at the very end, Ivor goes, yeah, Gabriel's been doing some, like, lone wanderer thing, so I'm going to go <laughs> see if he's all right. Yeah, that's cool that he just wants to be a better friend to people now. Yeah, and, um, you, you know, we were talking about this in the last episode. Soren, from the original Order of the Stone, mm-hmm. he was kind of teed up to have this extra story, uh, especially through the, the second arc of the game where you don't see him anymore, but, like, you... You find books by him all over the place where he shouldn't have been. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe this was also teeing up like, okay, really, <laughs> we're going to go back to the OG Order of the Stone stuff. This time again. for sure. This time for sure. And then, you know, of course, there there will be no more Minecraft story mode. Right. Unless the movie is Minecraft movie mode. <laughs> movie mode. They should call it that. Yeah. Do you think Ruben's going to be in the movie? I don't even know what to expect from the movie now. Ruben could be in there. Yeah, it's it's just weird to me. If it was going to follow Minecraft story mode, don't you think they would have just... Because here we, we've been kind of discussing like, oh, they could just put Steve in Jesse's place and it would yeah. be fine. But if they were going to do that, don't you think they would have still gotten like maybe Patton Oswalt instead of... Didn't they get like no, Jack Black? No, I don't Black? think that. <laughs> oh really i mean i i think that um for a movie of this kind of blockbuster scale you 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 don't just get whoever was doing the roles before you just you get the biggest people you can get i guess i don't know pat oswalt's been it he was in ratatouille i think if he's the star of them if steve is the star of this movie then jack black makes a hell of a lot more sense than pat oswalt and <laughs> they're they're both like kind of within the same genre of actor a little bit kind of right um so i yeah i understand that a a lot more than all right yeah i mean there's other actors all over the place like uh uh like with the last of us it's pedro pascal as joe uh joel even though troy baker is like an actor Um, true in fact, Troy Baker is in the show, uh, but as like a much smaller character. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I just don't think it would be Patton Oswalt because it's well, the reason I don't I think that is, is because also, it's live action. Yeah, I was about to say. I if forgot. it was still animated, then yes, it, it would have been Patton Oswalt. I guess I was just rejecting the concept of live action Minecraft the movie. Yeah, I still don't know how to reckon with that myself yeah i I still don't know if jack black would like i'm down to see how it works but i don't know yeah i'm ready for this movie to be about as minecraft as the 1993 mario brothers movie is mario (laughs) which is to say like there's there's references (laughs) not not a whole lot just kind of yeah there's a table in there (laughs) yeah uh, i recognize the spikes on bowser's wall so (laughs) Um, but yeah, so 
you saved the day. Is that where we were at? Yeah, you saved the day. Um, there's a choice, this, the big ending choice of whether or not you want to um, own up to what you told Petra before. And she kind of gives you an out. She says like, hey, listen, I know that you said that in the heat of the moment. You don't have to, um, you don't have to make good on that if you want to. And yeah, Lucas she doesn't want to force you to do it. Yeah, and like going with her because she's going on an adventure. Uh-huh. She, just, she just is on her own. Uh, but Lucas and Radar, on the other hand, are like, "Hey, we're trying to run Beacon Town. We really would, we really need you here, um, because you are like a good person and you protect people, and this is a higher calling, maybe." Mm-hmm. Um, but Dustin, I yes. feel like we got the closest possible confirmation that i was right about what we talked about last episode I, I know what you're gonna bring up do you is it was it the big fucking heart in the background yep <laughs> <laughs> yeah so so like uh the the cinematography behind this choice is that if you pan to the left you see lucas and radar and the town and if you pan uh-huh. to the right you see petra like on the road but <laughs> in the process of panning to the right you like pan over this heart statue, this big obnoxious like heart statue that has been there the whole season. Right. It's been there the whole time. Uh, and it's been there for no purpose whatsoever. You can walk by it and comment on it and think like, huh, nice. Uh, no, I don't think you even can. Jesse does not have lines about it. Because uh, I remember seeing it in the first episode of the season and Jesse doesn't say anything about it. Uh-huh. Um. But it's, I really think it is just here to do the closest thing this universe has ever approached to romance. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, it's hard. Petra as as the romantic option. It sucks that it's very hard to argue this because <laughs> they put a gigantic fucking yeah. just heart structure there. Well, sometimes I know what I'm fucking talking about, Dustin. <laughs> I, I guess you do. <laughs> I, I guess you're on your ship of right and we're just all floating out here in the sea of wrong. I'm not saying that any two characters <laughs> in these kinds of games that have grown close together are romantic. I'm not saying that. It shouldn't be right. that way and it isn't that way. I uh, am right about Petra. <laughs> yeah. I Well, like I said, I guess I can't argue. <laughs> when um, they just put a giant heart in the frame... Like, perfectly just there between uh, Jesse and Petra. I guess you just gotta give it up. Yeah, and my choice at the end of this episode, almost primarily just because I was excited about being right about it, uh, (laughs) I, of course, went with Petra. (laughs) Right. I mean, I also went with Petra. Of course I'm gonna go with Petra. I said I would. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think think staying in Beacontown is... it's it's a much more I understand the importance of that choice a lot more than I did when I said that about Petra last episode. Uh-huh. Um But yeah, I I it's a giant heart. <laughs> it's a giant heart <laughs> indicating the romance of it. Yeah, I, I guess that just takes away this any subtlety. Yeah. Yep. Which which is fine. You know, I said if that's what they were going for, that's also cool. Yeah, I think it's just all they can do. In a universe that does not have relationships. Yeah, you just gotta hope that you put a big heart in the background. <laughs> yeah, I, w- I I really racked my brain after we talked about that. Like, was there any, like, mother or husband or, like, 
ant even anywhere? <laughs> <laughs> Something that implied some that there are relationships in this realm. Was there any proof of sex anywhere? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. In fact, there, there was a there's an egg laying chicken, and it could the only thing it could pr- not produce is other chickens. <laughs> Yeah, the like one to thing really he could drill not down. do is procreate. <laughs> yeah, really drill down on the idea that everyone who has ever existed has just done it the whole time. <laughs> yeah, they've just been there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that explains a lot about like how the Order of the Stone are like this old, old lore of the world, but they're all just kind of current people as well. Yeah, they're still around. Yeah, that's because there's never any new people. <laughs> Well, that would that does seem weird though, because then what would make them the ancient one? Wouldn't everyone be ancient ones, like from the long time ago? Like um, Jesse would have been like, "Oh yeah, I remember then when I was also alive." I don't know. I mean, there's people I went to high school with who I feel like they've been doing the adult thing basically since they graduated, and I'm only kind of feeling the adult thing really now. Uh huh. Um, or for the last like three or four years, maybe. Um, and then other people I I graduated from high school with, who are still definitely not doing the adult thing yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe the order of the stone were just really proactive compared to everyone else. Yeah, I don't know if that's the same as living forever, though. I don't know if they li- no, they don't live forever because you can die. Right, but I mean like. They have been around forever, forever <laughs> up until now. Yeah. I don't think it's forever. I think it's like I we talked about this when we were doing like the the first arc of season 1. I estimated like 40 years. <laughs> this whole universe has been around for like 40 years or so. Right. I I I just also feel like it still does not add up yeah. now in this way. <laughs> yeah. Well, 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 hang on. Think about this. Um, okay. The admin created everything, so there are no uh-huh. ancient things. Uh, like there, there's temples that look ancient because the admin designed them to be uh, to be gifts to Jesse. Uh, true. Maybe the admins just make people when they want. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, maybe there is no procreating in Minecraft. Maybe there's no procreating in Minecraft because of uh, the feeling of scorn that Romeo got from his friends. Ooh, you you think it influenced the tone of the world? Yeah, I think that the feelings that Romeo had when he created creation mm-hmm. um, influenced what he was creating. Okay. Think about that. So he just created everyone to be good friends. Yeah, completely smooth down there. <laughs> okay like, like an m&m uh right like, like how the m&ms are all sex crazed maniacs as we can tell from their commercials but have no way of acting on it do you think it like comes out of their shells like a dog i have a video to send you after this recording <laughs> <laughs> i don't like that that was your answer at all <laughs> um that sucked and i'm not sure of what's to come no it's fine it's good actually um <laughs> There's a bit at the end where Axel asks, "Hey, is this the last time we're gonna all be together?" And uh, <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, it is actually." 
<laughs> yeah, you don't know this, Axel, but it actually is going to be. Yeah, I have confirmation from just over six years in the future. And uh, yeah, <laughs> it, it is. <laughs> it's actually going to be the last time any of us see anything. <laughs> yeah, it's going to feel like your eyes close in just a moment. And <laughs> it's more than just your eyes. It's the whole reality closing around you. Yeah, it's going to be permanent darkness and nothing forever after this. Yeah, Romeo just wanted to be in charge. We, as people who have finished Minecraft story mode, have destroyed the universe. We 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 are the ones who have actually doomed them. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Man, I feel a little bad about that. Anything else we want to talk about before we head into our segments? Se- segmundos, as they say. <laughs> segmundos! Across the, across the border. Um, Just, like, a couple small things. Uh, Stella was really funny in this episode. Um, yeah. I like when you're trying to get the, uh, the fireman workers' uniforms, and you're talking to her, and she's like man, this sucks. Uh, why didn't you tell me first? And there, and you can just say like, uh, you know, we seriously just did not have the time to tell you. And she's like, oh, I see. Didn't want to, uh, endanger me with the mission, huh? <laughs> Wink. And Jesse's like, no, we just, uh, didn't get around to it yet. <laughs> and, and then like from that point onwards, she's really laying it on thick. She's like, I'll have you know I'm a tremendous actor. I can act like I'm assisting Romeo. Yeah, She's and she like, really just doesn't exit help. This way. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't do anything. I'll use but, my acting uh, skills to uh, preserve the status quo for no reason. <laughs> yeah, she's. I feel like she was a breakout star of this season. Just every time she showed up, I was like, you're <laughs> a funny person. I I think that's a that's a a good call. That's like a really Dustin friendly character. <laughs> yeah, she's great. She's just she sucks the whole time, but like in a way where it's not like really setting you back. It's just every time you talk to her, you're like, "This is the kind of person you are." I guess. Yeah i I don't know. Between all of the new characters, I don't like too many of them from this season. I like them. Uh, I don't I, I, like, I like Radar. Th- <laughs> well radar ends up saving the day today yeah kind of yeah no that's true we don't yeah, have he to brought talk that about big it. enderman okay and that enderman <laughs> fucking snaps the guardian's neck yeah i mean the endermen are a very powerful presence and i guess he's got a pet giant one now yeah and and he just comes up and is like you are a dead guardian guy now you don't get to go on yeah um uh, that was cool i liked radar enough i know you're you're not a big fan of him but yeah, like i like jack and nerm i was like i like these guys jack is fine i don't i yeah i don't know i was just mostly i do like um romeo and zara like i i cared about that story I was a little upset we didn't see any Zara this episode. I, I would have liked to have seen... It just kind of says, yeah, uh, Romeo's gonna try to make things at least right between him and Zara. I think she should have had, like, at least a little scene. Yeah, like something along the lines of what we got with Ivor, right? Just something yeah. in the in the end. That would have been good. Yeah, I love that guy. I love Ivor. He's another one you don't care for. Um, <laughs> I, I think he's fine. I, it's, it's all <laughs> fine. It's all fine. Um, uh, yeah. Let's see. What else? Um, 
I guess that's it. I think one of my last notes was, whoa, it broke the Guardian's neck. So I guess <laughs> that's really it. Oh, um, there's a few choices at the end of this episode. Um, so what, so you did go with Petra. I'm guessing you did not say Radar should be in charge. I said they should put it to a vote. <laughs> yeah, I thought I had a feeling. And I trusted the citizens of Beacon Town to make a good call. <laughs> I gave it to Radar. I said, you know what? You've proved yourself these last couple episodes. You do it. I mean, even if You're... I liked Radar, I would say they should put it to a vote. That's right. Yeah. I get that. Uh, yeah, I had to think about it a little bit, but then I just thought, you know what? I think you can do this. This is this is you're probably better suited to running a town than you are saving a day in a big adventure anyway. How shitty is this to Lucas Stans? Just waiting <laughs> for like why is it the choice between um a vote and radar and not like Lucas and chaos? <laughs> yeah. Lucas probably would have been a better leader. Yeah, I mean, if that's what the question was about, I would have just said Lucas. Yeah, that wasn't one of the options. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly. Clearly, Lucas should run this town. Maybe he didn't want to. Yeah, uh, I don't think that's true. Like, he constantly is organizing. (laughs) He put the ocelots together in this episode in order to right what was wrong, even against his friend Jesse. Like, he's he's constantly and without fail demonstrating that he is the right guy for leading this kind of thing. But for some reason, the game's like... No, what if it's this stupid guy? <laughs> what if it's what if it's this dummy instead? What if the question is, are you strong enough to be okay with that? And I guess I'm not. <laughs> I guess I'm a weakling because he kind of sucks. He kind of. I sucks was. I said, Nah, you got this. You did. The, you let a big Enderman here and saved us. You can run a town, I guess. Uh, segments. Yeah, let's do segmundos. My weekly guy's Jesse. Nice, nice. It's definitely the first time that's ever been true. Yeah, um, I, f- I feel like Jesse's a good pick. I mean, in these big finales, it kind of feels weird to not have it be like the main character because they're the one who is doing a lot of this stuff. Like, yeah. they're, they're the ones driving this big climax. So it, it just makes sense. It could have been Romeo. I did put Romeo. Okay, I'm, I'm glad you did. Um, it's a It's a good choice. It's a good choice. Yeah. I think that I mean, he both, had a I show. I think are the breakouts. Him having a show that is just sort of like, <laughs> okay, I'm here. What do you want to talk about, <laughs> my good friends? It's like stand-up comedy adjacent, <laughs> in that it's not comedy. It's not jokes, but you are on a stage talking in front of people. Yeah, I have a microphone. That's basically it, right? <laughs> Well, now watch as I am good friends with these two. Watch us be friendly. Yeah, it's. <laughs> uh, I there, there's a lot of good like stuff like that, which is why I was leaning toward Romeo. But yeah, um, I, but I then just... you get like good moments where it's like you get to have this conversation with Romeo too. You get the scene with him in uh, Fred's cabin, uh, and then I just kind of liked seeing him just be a normal guy who's not in Virtual Boy colors. He's just kind of a regular asshole. Yeah. Ginger. <laughs> uh, no, yeah. I, I, like, I gave it to Jesse because uh, Jesse really is a blank slate kind of character for good reason. Uh, mm-hmm. You can choose Jesse's presented gender. You can choose everything they say. 
you can choose how they act you can choose how advantageous they are about like um scoring from side quests and things right um they are they, they are the, the player's avatar and for jesse to get to a point where they did by the end of season two i think is really impressive uh, yeah totally like i was thinking about that that moment in uh in at the end of episode three of this season where there were uh like the the ghast the group of ghasts uh-huh. on top of the maze and firing he, at you yeah and he called down to the other people and was like do not come up here i'll take care of this myself and he does like that that is a far cry from where we left jesse in season one yeah um, totally agreed yeah and, and like how he makes choices for himself i guess by virtue of the player making those choices um it, it is cool like when i was able to leave the responsibility of taking care of beacon uh beacon town just to go adventure with petra because it's something that i thought he would want to do i was able to yeah uh, where i feel like other past versions of jesse before we got to this point would have been a little paralyzed by the responsibility and inability to say no um right yeah so a, a huge huge jump for jesse um impressive arc with that character yeah he would be my second pick uh after romeo and then after them stella um after romeo and jesse i would pick uh pig farmer <laughs> man what a scene yeah that's gonna go down as one of the memorable telltale scenes i think well speaking of <laughs> our next segment is golden moment <laughs> So, I did not pick the pig farmer scene, but I feel like I should have. Because, boy, what a scene. I I wrote down Romeo fight with a question mark, and then in parentheses, maybe the pig farmer, though. <laughs> yeah, I did go with the big showdown. I just thought, like, it was cool visually. You see a lot of, like, he's constantly switching back and forth between yeah his different looks. Like, when you're beating the hell out of him with that gauntlet, you see him, like, struggling to maintain a form. He's, like, switching back to, like, Vox. Was his name Vox? Voss. Voss, that's it. Um, yeah, he's... It, it, that was cool. I liked the scene with him in uh, Fred's cabin. Uh, it was just cool. It was just a cool little showdown. Yeah, it, yeah, it was really cool. And, like, during the whole fight, uh, Romeo's doing a little bit of monologuing. Um, but it's, it's not quite that, like, villain, let me explain everything monologue, because... His motivations and, uh, like, backstory are fully explained. It's not a mystery at this point anymore. What yeah. he is, what the admin is. Uh, so it's it's much more in the form of a conversation he has with Jesse. Because uh, deep down, he really expects what a person... Or he respects what a person like Jesse can do. Uh, starting at from a humble place and uh, w- without any, like, supernatural powers just become loved and become exciting and become strong and adventurous uh so he's having this conversation uh usually saying something along the lines of like you don't even understand how weak you are compared to me but you can tell like oh he respects jesse uh yeah it's a good good moment but i think it's the pig farmer (laughs) yeah boy that one just really catches you off guard and then just keeps building on it afterwards yeah 
Yeah, like, everyone's like, oh, thank God. All the citizens of Champion City, they were, like, evacuated, so they're okay. Uh, we can rebuild the town. There's three pigs that are not coming back, though. Yeah, they're just <laughs> gone. They're done for. They're pork chops now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Romeo can't fix that. No. And it might be one of the things where he's like, oh, I don't feel bad about that. That... <laughs> They are pigs and mean nothing to me. Yeah, I mean, I I do think we needed the pork, so that's fine. Yeah, people need to eat. Yeah, of all the evil things I did, I don't really think this is one of them. I think, uh, I don't know. And like, I could definitely see him not owning up to this one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Uh, Choice cut. Choice cut, choice cut, choice cut. Um, what's yours? You go first. Mine was just the end with uh, going to Petra or the town. Um, it, it's kind of to be expected that that's like the last biggest ending, changiest kind of choice. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. What was yours? Uh, mine was sh- who should Luna the Llama stay with? <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot that was one of the choices. Yeah, that one I really was like, because with Petra, I was like, oh, yeah, I know what I'm doing. But this one, I was like, wait, (laughs) should I? Like, Stella's been pretty bad, and she's saying, yeah, Luna wants to stay with you. You've been so nice to her. I was like, oh, my God, what's the right thing to do here? And I chose to let her stay with Stella. I think it's better that they build their relationship up again, especially if I'm just going to be going with Petra anyway. Um, Yeah, I I did not feel as conflicted about this as you i (laughs) stella said i think that you should stay with luna and i said no i think you should take care of your llama i don't want it (laughs) i don't need i don't need this burden on me yeah (laughs) yeah i was trying actually to travel lighter so (laughs) yeah for me i was like i would i be better at this like if luna wants to come with me that makes sense no. Um, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I just said it It makes more sense for you to to like just try to be a better owner for her. It seems like you're already kind of trying to. So it, it just yeah. makes sense that you two stay together. And I that one actually did have me be like, what is what should I do here? Whereas with Petra, I was like, yeah, obviously I'm going to leave. I'm not going to stay. I'm housing my friend's cat for a weekend next weekend. And um <laughs> yeah it's even agreeing to do that much i can't just accept a llama from someone permanently right you don't even want to watch a cat yeah i feel like stella introduced this concept of maybe you taking luna in order for her to have something to say at the end when all the friends are talking (laughs) just to interject herself she's like oh uh uh, what can i have him choose about uh oh he could have my llama (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's all i really got <laughs> yeah he could have my bluetooth earpiece or my llama i guess the llama would be more emotionally connected for him so <laughs> those are the two things i own right well i mean before that it seemed like uh luna like she did like luna even if she treated her badly so it made sense to that she was important to her but knows that like yeah jesse would be the better person for her and then just for jesse to go no you're like trying you can do this and then she's like i guess i could do this you know i i this is a big difference in the six years between when this came out and now because um bluetooth headphones 
Yeah. You don't see them too often anymore. <laughs> Bluetooth headphones. That's what I was going to say. Not really, no. Why not? I don't know. That, that's a little I, discussion. I mean, you have like AirBuds. You, you have AirBuds yeah. now. If anything, those are bigger than ever. Yeah, I guess it's the same. It just it's the way it looks is not the same. But um yeah, maybe people just use the earbuds instead. Do they have microphones on them? Uh I assume they just like hold their phone up to their face. You see that that feels like a step back. It does feel like a step back, but I guess that's I guess we're just going back. Yeah, I guess we just all agreed to do something worse. <laughs> Let's just do it this way. It's we had a fun. we had a solution for this, and we're not using it anymore. <laughs> huh? Maybe it's just because I don't know. Maybe the Bluetooth headset. I, I I don't know. Maybe you just already have the phone. Maybe you don't need a microphone connected to the earbuds. That'll look silly if you walk around and you're listening to your music on your phone with that. I think you still need to fish something out of your pocket in order to use it for a call then, which is like, that's what I would want to prevent. Right. I don't know. I I, I don't know how I can't decide how the world works. You have more power in it than you think. That's how I live my (laughs) life, Dustin. You can affect more things than you have the instinct to assume you do. Right. But I'm too busy. That's not, that's not it. (laughs) (laughs) I got this podcast to do. I can't be, I can't be going around saying people should use headsets, actually. (laughs) 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 I think you could not possibly pay me to care whether or not people still use Bluetooth headsets. You know, you know, one of the reasons I think that we've gone back on that is just, um, like every, every rom-com, every like cartoony depiction of a businesswoman who doesn't have enough time to understand the true meaning of christmas uh has has like one of these bluetooth headsets in all the time Um, (laughs) and then when they finally learn to take a load off and like respect the smell of pine trees and the hallmark mountains they they take the headset off to signify that they're not still thinking about work yeah we're gonna connect with our families now yeah i even though like the headset really was not the problem, and maybe I'm getting a call from my dad that I'm excited they, about. They, yeah, you could use the headset for that. Yeah. Man, they really <clears throat> fucked over the Bluetooth headset uh, market. Yeah, I, I honestly think maybe the reason we don't see that as much... <coughs> Ooh, excuse me. I Bless? think the reason we maybe don't see that as much is just because of the fashion of it all. Yeah, that might also be it. Hmm. Yeah, so like we've we've converted to these worse machines that only do half the job because we didn't want to be seen as as being good at it. <laughs> we didn't want to <laughs> be seen as having the better machine because it was yeah. unfashionable in Hallmark movies. I didn't want people to look at me and say, oh, he doesn't have the Christmas spirit. Yeah, I really didn't want people to look at me and think that I care about my job. <laughs> that I... <laughs> I enjoy the time I spend putting in to make a living and I'm not like depressed by it. <laughs> that person, not a family man. You can tell from his headset. Yeah. Isn't it wild that there's like a whole brand, a very successful brand of like Christmas themed rom-coms that are all dependent on the idea of like, oh, you think about your work a lot. That's bad. 
you should <laughs> you should want to spend your life doing something you don't like. Have you ever <laughs> seen The Family Man? Oh, you couldn't you couldn't be possible with this question. How could I know if I've seen that or not? Uh, with a name like that? <laughs> it's called The Family Man and it stars Nicolas Cage. And that is basically the story is like uh, he was going to get married to this lady, but instead he left for like, I, I forget where he was going. But anyway, it turned he ended up becoming like a super successful businessman. He never got married and he kind of let that life pass him by. And it's kind of uh, like, here's what your life could have been. Like a guy hmm. shows him like, here's what your life could have been if you stayed with her. And it shows like he has a family, he has children, and it's a very modest, a much more modest life than he ended up having. He's not rich, but he was very happy with that family. And by the end, he was like, I wanted this life, not this other business life. <laughs> uh, the wife is very hot in that movie. And that's my takeaway. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um. When whenever someone um, that I've known from other stuff previously sort mm. of starts cycling around the like Hallmark movies, and that's like the main thing they do, I get a little sad. Yeah. Um, DJ Tanner from Full House is in all of them now. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I guess like it's a good if niche. She's, yeah, and if she's like comfortable doing it, if she lives a good life, that's all she can ask for. Yeah, Victoria Justice. Do you know Victoria Justice? Yeah, she was in that one show, right? Victorious, yeah. And and was in uh, like Zoe 101 back in the day. Right. She's uh, one of those types. Yeah, well, now she's a Hallmark type. She's in all, all the Hallmarks. Mm, uh, that's okay. what she's doing these days. Gotcha. Yeah. And, uh, like, I, I mean, I could see I, someone I being stuck legs. there. I could I could see someone being stuck there and not being happy with it. But, you know, you never know. Case by case basis. Well, that's been Minecraft Story Mode Season 2, Episode 5, Above and Beyond. Well, uh, I have I have one more thing to say. Oh, you want to um, go above and beyond? I want to go above and beyond, above and beyond. Okay, um, let's do that. It's, so we've kind of talked about it before, but, you know, this is the last episode of Minecraft Story Mode. And that is a little sad, because I feel like almost everything else Telltale has done has lived a life beyond this. And I feel like this is one of the only ones that won't. Like, Sam and Max obviously gets to do, like, they have that VR game. They're having these remasters. Even if they didn't, you know, Steve Purcell still does some stuff with them every now and then. Monkey Island just had Return to Monkey Island, which gets to reference uh, Tales of Monkey Island. But what is going to happen in the future that will ever call back to this? The this is giant where movie came. starring Jason Momoa and we'll Jack see. Black. We'll see. I mean, I, I guess I, we will. You're right. We we don't we don't know that. It's for hard sure. to know. It's but, possible. Um, the, I mean, the scuttlebutt is that he's playing Gabriel the Warrior. That's yeah, weird. That is weird. That might be it. But I guess that's something. But I don't know. It does kind. Of, it is a little sad. That's like these mm -hmm. games don't get to stay up on the store, and Minecraft is gonna keep going. Probably without anything here. While other Telltale games kind of do get to be referenced and live on afterwards. And I will be a little sad if uh, I like if I never see Petra again or Jesse again. Yeah. Uh, but I'm glad it was able to kind of rise up to be something worth talking about. Because 
you know, we said it many times. I never would have thought it would have been after the first half of season one of Minecraft story mode. I never would have thought to care at all. But uh, <laughs> now I do. I never would have thought to care. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you know, Phil Spencer as the head of Xbox um, makes makes a lot of decisions that you may agree or disagree Does with. Does he ever. But uh, one of one of the things that like they kind of do do every once in a while is like remember when they made that remaster of phantom dust uh-huh and just put it out there and it's free and you can have it you can just right. have phantom dust um uh uh-huh. and like the reason <laughs> i don't re- really remember why they made it free cuz it's finished and it's a remaster of phantom dust but it felt like the reason they did it was just like oh we forgot to know how to sell it i don't know we just have it <laughs> Um, I, I have a feeling that Microsoft will put out seasons one and two of Minecraft story mode again at sometime. some point. Yeah. And I, you know, maybe, maybe it will be to coincident to, to, uh, coincide with the movie. Maybe it will. Maybe it'll, they're like waiting on the wolf among us two to see if mm-hmm. the current like telltale can handle that kind of thing. Cause they would need to work with them. Uh, right. probably. I guess we'll see about that one. Yeah, I, I I really don't know, but they might be waiting a long time. Yeah, man, Wolf Among Us too. There should be news. There should be news. Tell him yeah. about it. Yeah, please. I would love just to just let us it. know. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting, uh, I'm getting nervous. Getting nervous, frankly. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that was the episode. I oh I'm, that that I don't was the episode. Okay. Yeah, I don't have any more points unless you do. No, uh, just to say we're going to come back next week with the first episode of Batman the Enemy Within. Ooh. Yeah. Batman. Uh, Batman. Batman. Batman the Enemy Within. Uh, Enemy Within rhymes with Batman. (laughs) (laughs) You're so right. That rules (laughs) that you would say that. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, We're we're starting that. That's the uh, second and final season of telltale's batman games uh that's just going to be another five episode season so please join us as we jump into that remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts uh to us you will find us there and you can subscribe to us there just in order to make sure you get notified when we start doing other things uh with this episode in the can the can as it were is the uh pod catcher of choice for me i get my podcast from the can uh (laughs) We are canned goods, one might say. Yeah, well, with this episode being a canned good, we now only have nine, maybe 12 with Hector. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll really... I, we keep talking about it. I guess we can't just not do it. We'll I do think it. we gotta. Yeah. Yeah, it, we can do it. So there's 12 episodes left. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> Mitchell gritting his teeth. God damn it. Yeah, so I, I guess we'll just talk about this on air, figure it out. Do we want to do Batman the Enemy Within, and then the three episodes of Hector, and then finish it up with uh, The Walking Dead Season 4? I, I think that's a good plan. I have no qualms with it. Okay, yeah, sounds good. Uh, so meet us back, and we'll we'll get back into the, the, detec- the world's greatest detective's pants as we control <laughs> Batman in next episode of Telling the Tale. Have a great summer. I can't wait to get into those pants.